<laughs> I suppose maybe maybe the, maybe the limit is the point at which there's little battery packs and there's when, a, there's when a there's, jet engine in it or something. That correct when the bicycles when you have the motors built into the frame yeah. of the bicycles. So when yeah. you have the motors built into the shoes, then you're <laughs> you're in bother. Elton John heels. Yeah, like back in the seventies. Eleven. Yeah. You've got eleven world records. Yeah. I noticed I was just starting to get dependent on alcohol and uh, I tried to control it. Barcelona and the Olympics. The thing about the stadium was uh, the closing ceremony was just straight after the marathon. If you were outside a certain time, you had to finish in an empty stadium just oh, no. down below that. <laughs> Owen, the son, he had it, it blown up about uh, four or five miles ago. When he crossed the line, I put my hand on him and going, did we get it? And he goes, yeah, we got it. And that's all he could say, he was bent doubled over. <laughs> Even if nothing ever happens, uh, uh, kind of achievement-wise again, that'll always live in my memory. You are listening to People I Met on the Internet, the podcast which is about people I mostly met on the internet. I'm your host, Stephen J. Reed. A little bit about me at the end, but today... I'm going to be talking to a little bit of a local running legend, Tommy Hughes. Now, Tommy has been running for years. He even represented Ireland back in the Olympics back in 1992. But more recently, he has, yeah, he's really come into his own in setting world records in in the over 60s age bracket. I first met Tommy when I saw him finish the line at the Antrim Coast Half Marathon back in September where he broke the world record for the over 60s. Since I think he's broken over like 10 different records which we go into but I sat down to have a chat with him a couple of days before he was about to make another couple of record attempts. So we're going to find out about that attempt that's coming up on Sunday, but we're also going to discuss a little bit more about Tommy's life because he does have an interesting story to tell. We'll talk a little bit about the demons he suffered from and how he overcame them. In fact, how running helped him to to overcome those. Then we have a bit of a general discussion about running. And at some point we discuss the ethics of developments in running shoes. Truth be told, uh, I can't remember everything we talked about, so you'll just have to listen and find out. But this is definitely a really good conversation if you're interested in running. So I will stop blabbing and let's just get into this conversation with Tommy. And just a little note to ask you to bear with the audio quality. This was uh, recorded quite last minute in a rather echoey room, but you should be able to make out everything it's said. I'm sitting here this morning with Tommy Hughes, who I first met at the Antrim Coast Half Marathon back in when was it, September. I have it uh, dates uh, <laughs> wrote down. I'm not sure. Twelfth of September. Twelfth of yeah. September. Yeah. Okay. Twelfth of September, where Tommy be- beat the world record for fastest half marathon for over over sixty. And at that point, I was like, you know what? Forget these young elite runners forget Mo Farah Tommy Hughes is who I'd like to have a chat to next completely forgot about it and then I got a phone call from my old ICT teacher Glenn Grant who now runs championship and who's put together Tommy's next world record attempt wanted me to sit down and have a chat with him so here this morning Tommy really nice really nice to yeah thank you you. thank you for the uh Invite. Yeah, so let's get let's get straight to Sunday. We'll go back and find out more about your 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 running yeah. your running history. But Sunday, what is it you're hoping to do? I'm hoping to run under two hours thirty minutes, which would be the first over sixty ever to run under two thirty in the world. Plus, I would 
like to do it as well because I've run uh, under 230 in four decades and this would make it five decades uh, that I've run under 230 which would be another feat as well because I don't think anybody's ever done it as well as run uh, for uh, under 230 in five decades so there's a couple of things I would like to get out of the road uh, <laughs> and try and post something this year marathon wise so that I can uh, hopefully maybe improve on it next year but this year I'm going for it now and and the recent Sunday which Glenn Grant and Championship Ireland has put on uh, which is brilliant for me because I have trained really hard for this race and I thought uh, with the COVID it was going to be cancelled so for Glenn to put this on for me is uh, is really really good opportunity and as well as that I've got my son and all pacing me as well which uh, it's going to be a great help and there's a few guys from the, my new running club, uh, Strive, Strive uh, Racing Club, uh, all going to be uh, taking part as well. A few of them might go the full distance and a couple of them are going to be in it as pacemakers as well. So it's going to be good fun and hopefully we'll get the result on the day. Well, I hope so. I mean, fastest half marathon over 60. Yeah. So you you said you were hoping to beat 2.30. Yeah. But the current record is 2.30. What, what pace are you going to be? Uh, I'll be looking at going out at 5.40. 5 minutes 40 per mile pace. Oh, I think I can sprint flat out at 5, 5.40 for about a couple of, uh, maybe 100 metres or less. I don't even know if I can sprint that fast. That is insane. Um. Yeah, you're almost twice my age and you're running nearly f twice as fast as I can. That's that's incredible. And you've been running you've been running since since your 20s. Yeah, well, I have been running since the 20s, but I have had uh, lots of big major breaks in between both regards work and stuff because uh, as a full-time electrician, I was working away from home a lot and and trying to get the training done for for particular events was very hard, so Sometimes the running took a back seat, but I've always had the love for running and uh, I've always come back to it. And it's, it's actually saved me, saved me from uh, a lot of demons that I've had mm. over the years. So, yeah, it keeps me grounded and uh, I really enjoy running. Even I, I love being competitive, but I, I love just uh, going out and, and running and training and feeling fit as well. So there's, there's a few things there that just keeps me going. So you love... Because that's, that, 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 that's something I'm always curious about when people tell me they're a runner. It's always, why are they running? Is it just for fitness? Is it because they enjoy it? Is it, are they just really competitive? Is it all of those? All of those. A combination of everything. I, I just enjoy being fit. Uh, so I just go out and run to how I feel most of the time. And because it's a marathon is my event, I, I just can go out and do steady running without uh, absolutely, totally exerting myself and, and really... Uh, putting myself under pressure so just to go out and run and, and enjoy all the seasons that come along uh, spring summer and winter and all the rest uh, and then I'm a competitive person so I always want to try and improve as well and I've got these goals now uh, single age uh, categories coming up over the years now so I can focus on them but I know with the back of my mind I have to enjoy running so that's what I go out and do enjoy the running. We'll do a few like quick fire questions, okay. which I'll a little bit. It'll take me longer to think of them. It'll probably take you to the answer to them. So, uh, favorite breakfast before a run? What do you oh, eat? Oh, porridge, definitely. Uh, 
most favourite any time at all. <laughs> my my favourite time is to go out for a long run on a Sunday, pretty early, like uh, seven, eight o'clock in the morning, and do about 16, 17 mile or 20 mile or whatever. Get back, get a shower, sit down and have my porridge, and that's me for the day. And I love that feeling, you know. So you run faster? You run, you run yeah, an empty uh, stomach? Yeah, I run an empty stomach every every morning. Yeah. I don't take anything at all. I can't do that. I've uh, tried. I've tried. I, I've no, I don't know. I, You'll have to tell me your because I will. Well, just I won't do it. Just get yeah. used to the body. Gets used to it, yeah. you know. And as well as that, it, it burns more fat by doing it that because do it that way. That's what I'm doing wrong. I'm eating massive <laughs> breakfast and then going out. <laughs> no, that's what the cyclists do because yeah. they're going out for longer uh, time. They're, they're going out for three, four, five, six hours. You know, cyclists will eat a big breakfast before they go out because they're just loading up before they go for a cycle. But for a runner's point of view. Over the years, I've I've trained my body to do that. Yeah. The body's just got used to it. Run faster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. to try that. What's the What's the worst thing that's happened to you during a race? During a race, uh, hitting the wall is yeah. really the worst. It was a real struggle. I remember a few years ago, three or four years ago, and I, and I learned a big lesson from it. I was I was doing a bit of work over in America, and uh, I was doing eight mile in the morning and eight mile in the evening and I thought that was enough for a marathon. Mm -hmm. I came home to do the Belfast Marathon and I was going well up until 16, 17 mile and then uh, it was the first time it kind of happened in a long time. I hit the wall, no energy at all, legs started to seize, I was stopping at the gel, trying to get gels in, making no difference at all and I says, right, that's it, I'm going to drop out of this race. So I came to the Ormo Park part and I was going to just go drop out, the, out there and next thing my son stepped out and says, Dad, I'll run with you to the rest the end of the race. And I'm going, okay. I, I want to stop. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's it. I goes, okay, let's go. So I ran to the end of the race uh, and I said to myself, right there, you've learnt a big lesson here. you got to do the long runs. you got to get the long runs in for the marathon. There's no quick fix. <laughs> So or yeah. avoid 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 your son. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the end of the day, I just go ah whatever. I'll just go for the the, the end yeah. of the race. But I think that's my slowest marathon ever. But uh, what I was got the, it done. what was the time? Oh, it was uh, three three hours twelve or something. Your slowest <laughs> marathon ever is still <laughs> what over seventeen minutes faster than my yeah, fastest well, marathon. As I say, at 16, 17 mile, I was on for yeah. under two thirty. So you're not sponsored by Nike, are you? No, I'm not sponsored. But uh, so we could talk about shoes. Yeah, well, uh, I think the Nike shoes are unbelievable as well. As I say, it's uh, technology has come a long way from. Yeah, from well, you've seen years of de yeah. development. What What yeah. do you think about that? Like, what, do you think? Do you think there's there's a point at which, okay, this is too far, or you know, it should I mean shoes themselves is always that's adding something to the human body. There's always been that. Uh, people it, it, have their own opinions, but my opinion is that like when I was uh, running in the younger days, the lighter the shoe, the less uh, cushioning, the better, mm. you know. And and guys get used to running that way, but with the next shoe with all the foam in it. Yeah, uh, they're more cushioning, so you're not getting the impact of the roads coming straight through your legs. So mm -hmm. the thing is, when you run a marathon in the in the next shoes, 
they could run an hour marathon in two weeks time your legs are yeah you're not battered the same way you're yeah not battered and that, that i think that's a, a major a major uh thing uh plus yeah for 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 runners and stuff get you back get you back in faster you can train a lot more yeah like i i use the nike zoom and training and they've got the carbon fiber sole with the with the cushioning as well yeah. and i can do 120 got, uh, mile a week without breaking down which in in my younger days i went up to 120 mile a week but i kept getting wee niggles and injuries and stuff because i was training in in uh heavy shoes yeah and no racing in flat shoes with no uh, cushioning. Yeah. So these days, like I, I embrace technology. Yeah. As well as that, they give you a, a bit more of a spring yeah. to your step as well. So in racing, you are running a lot quicker. Plus you're, you're saving your legs. Well, what, what's bad about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose maybe, maybe, the, maybe the limit is the point at which there's little battery packs in there and there's when, a, when a when jet there's, engine in it or something. That's correct. When the bicycles, when you have the motors built into the frame yeah. of the bicycles, when yeah. you have the motors built into the shoes, then you're, <laughs> you're in bother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I suppose you need to do too much to the shoes if you can't, you know, your knees can only move so fast. Yeah. Well, it's funny now that the, the athletics, the world athletics have uh, kind of stipulated uh, uh, size of uh, heels and stuff like that there because they know if they didn't put a, a clamp on that, yeah, the, this is going to get You'd ridiculous. Yeah, 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 it's going to get ridiculous. And like, uh, what else innovation will come along that that, that really make start making it even more of a farce? Even, but I don't think it's really farce at all. But yeah, I did. I did see some Photoshop pictures of of somebody out running with heels. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, do, you break I, your ankles. Never mind anything else. <laughs> Elton John heels. Yeah, like back in the seventies, <laughs> running along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll maybe quickly talk about Barcelona and the Olympics because that yeah. was obviously a yeah. big. Deal. So that was nineteen ninety two. Yeah, and you were running for Ireland. Yeah, what what was that like being Olympics? It was amazing. Uh, it started off. Uh, I'd run the. I'd won the Dublin Martin in um, in ninety one, nineteen ninety one, but I get, didn't get the qualifying time. So uh, the qualifying time was two, under two hours fourteen minutes, and I ran two fourteen forty six. So I went back to Marrakesh with it one uh, years before because I knew the course suited me and that was in January and I ran two hours 13.59, one second under <laughs> the qualifying time. And then February, I went out for a, 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 a small run and I got a stress fracture in my foot. Uh, and the doctor says, I says, well, will I be ready for the Olympics? He says, no way you're going to be ready for the Olympics. And I says, well, what am I going to do? So I got stuck on a turbo trainer on a bicycle at home and I trained keeping the cardiovascular system mm -hmm. going. And uh, I got to the Olympics at the end of the day and I knew I wasn't at the best form, but I just, I just took it all in, the whole atmosphere. And it was brilliant just to be there, you know. Wow. I must have, you, did you get the full stadium experience? And Yeah, well, the thing about the stadium was uh, they, they uh, the closing ceremony was just straight after the marathon yeah and it was absolutely packed wow. but if you were outside a certain time you had to finish in an empty stadium just oh, no. down below that <laughs> so my objective was to get into the get main in. stadium and run around 
take a look at the big screen yeah. and see myself going around and all the people cheering uh, and as I say it was amazing because the stadium was packed for the yeah. closing ceremony. I've heard other athletes who've been to the Olympics say when you get when you hit you know you hit the stadium yeah and once you hear the crowd it's just like every all the fatigue, the fatigue everything just disappears and oh, you just float def- was definitely, definitely what was that like yeah, it just just carried you I, I never thought I'd ever be there I have to tell you yeah. the truth and just to run in and round the stadium and, and that packed to the rafters it was unbelievable like as I say floating around yeah yeah, yeah. You've said a few times how running has saved your life. Yeah. Um, and there are plenty of people who will say that running has saved their fitness, yeah. getting them healthier. Uh, but for you, it's literally saved your life. Yeah. Why, why do you say that? Well, after the Olympics, uh, I kind of gone, well, this is the pinnacle of uh, any sportsman. So I got a full time job and I, I worked uh, locally for about six years and then. I started working away from home again and the working away from home culture was kind of get the work done and have a drink afterwards but I noticed I was just starting to get dependent on alcohol mm. and uh, I tried to control it but at uh, over the years it was getting the better of me uh, till the extent of like three years ago I was in really bad way I, i've been drinking for three months uh, and really hard drinking and that's when uh, i was taken to the doctor nearly carried to the doctor but uh, i got a blood test done uh, just as a, a a normal thing and it showed up that i had too much calcium in my bloodstream so it turned out it was nothing to do with alcohol that but i had a parathyroid gland that was malfunctioning and it, I don't know how long I've had it, but I was starting to get tired and lethargic and depressed. And that's made me drink more. And all this combination uh, started to kind of dawn on me. That maybe I've had this for years and years and years, but mm. um, I got an operation to move the parathyroid gland uh, in 2018. And ever since then, uh, that's when I stopped drinking as well uh, and it's just freed me up and it's, it's given me a, a lot of heart to go on so uh, basically that's what's happened to me it's just got a, a, a new chance to uh, go again running has been that and running has always kind of helped me over the years but this has definitely uh, kept me on a, a level uh, playing field now I sometimes hear about athletes who wants to get to that top level, you know, the Olympics or whatever. Once you've achieved that, and then there's this, there's this, yeah. There's this dep- Do you think that in some way could have yeah, triggered that, that, it? Yeah, that is a problem too with the uh, people that are high achievers in, in sport when their uh, time is done, when they're not able to do what the, they've done before. The struggle with the everything that uh, this buzz that they got from from wanting this and wanting that the struggle with not being able to get that so some kind of start to look at other things uh more detrimental to their health mm. than, than than what it was and basically i think a lot of sports people do go through this uh yeah. problem 
Would you have any advice for for anyone? If you knew somebody what? was heading to that elite level, what, what would you say to them now knowing what you went through? Enjoy uh, being uh, elite, but you're not always going to be there. There's mm. always, you only have a small lifespan at the very top. And I think really through all the, the running at all is, or any sport at all is enjoy it. Even whatever level it's at, just enjoy it. No matter what, where you're at in the level, just enjoy going out meeting your friends and having a laugh and, and just enjoying people's company and, and take uh, more uh, enjoyment from being fit and healthy than being competitive. So maybe there's something to be said for being a bit mediocre. <laughs> oh, definitely, uh, definitely. Anybody out there and, and doing a bit of running or cycling and stuff is, is helping their, their uh, fitness mm. um, and uh, mainly enjoyment is the, the, the number one focus. I think enjoy the, the sport that you're in. Now, were the Olympics, was that your most, was that your proudest moment? No, it had else? to be my proudest moment came last last uh, year and uh, actually it's nearly coming up till a year now is the 27th of October when me and my son ran the Frankfurt Marathon and we were going for the world records for father and son uh, marathon and uh, we achieved it and that was my absolute proudest moment of all time because it was myself and my son together and uh, hopefully we'll get another chance to improve right. on it when everything comes back to normal. What, what, what specifically was that? Was it two, was that two separate records or was that one? That was, uh, well actually it was two separate records as I, I ran a, a record for uh, fastest 59 year olds of 227. Uh, and then uh, me and my son ran a combined time, which is the fastest father and son combined time for a marathon. So we kind of got two, two records in the one day. Yeah. That's your that's your proudest moment. Yeah, definitely proudest yeah. moment. Just me and my son. I'll never forget it because I was I knew Owen, my son. He had he blown up with uh, four or five miles to go, and I know the feeling because I've done it many a time myself. And uh, I came by him, and I says, "You okay?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm okay." So I had to run even harder to try and make sure I got the fastest time that I had to get. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I wasn't sure if Owen was even going to make it, <laughs> whether he was going to drop out and I was going to be uh, all, all out. So I was waiting at the line to see when uh, he came in. And when he crossed the line, I put my hand on him and going, did we get it? And he goes, yeah, we got it. And that's all he could say. He was bent doubled over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so unbelievable. And uh, I still smiling from that. You know, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, even if nothing ever happens, uh, uh, kind of achievement-wise again, that'll always live in my memory. Wow. Did uh, was that always a, a goal for you? It, after he was born, do you have him? Was he oh, running in no, nappies? Or? Definitely not. No, uh, it was only in uh, when Owen started running, and it's Owen, Owen's only been running three years or so. So oh. uh, when he started running, a couple of years after he started running, he says kind of jokingly, mm -hmm. "Oh, we could go for a father and son." And then he goes, yeah, well, we could, you know, and uh, then he started taking it more serious. So it was him that his idea to have a go at it. And uh, uh, we even, he even suggested Frankfurt Marathon. And I go, yeah, that's a fast, fast enough course. Yeah, we could go for that. 
and uh, it worked out really well. How many records do you currently hold? Right. Um, <laughs> for a 59 year old, I hold the record for 5K, 10K, 10 mile, half marathon, and marathon. And then the father and son one, that was all last year. Six? Yeah. So that far? Was, that was uh, for 59 year old. This year, uh, 8K, which was a five meter in Rahini, 3,000 meters indoors at the, North, at the Irish uh, Masters Championships, which was unbelievable to me for us because it's indoors on a track. Yeah. But anyway, I got it. And at 15K, which was uh, uh, one in September as well, uh, the half marathon yeah. uh, as well, and the 10 mile uh, as well. 11. Yeah. You've got 11 world records. Yeah. Are you hoping to knock off another two? Uh, well, <laughs> another, hopefully on Sunday I get another yeah. one. And then I'll be looking at the 5K and 10K, which means dropping my miles down and working more towards speed work and trying to get the leg speed going. So I, I think you can't concentrate on both. If you're, you're going for the marathon, you have to go mm. long training, Distance. long miles and stuff like that there. Yeah. But if you're going for shorter races like 5K, 10K, you have to drop the miles and do more quality work. So that's what I'll be doing after I get the marathon, hopefully out of the way. So yeah. So you've got long distance and then down to short. Yeah. 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 That's the, that's the tough part of it because mm -hmm. a lot of people uh, in athletics kind of go on the track, 5K, 10K on the track, and then they move and then up to the marathon. Is, yeah. yeah. You do it the other way around. Well, I am trying to do it all over, over. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in my age group, that is like uh, in in the elite elite, it is tough to do. Like yeah. Mo Farah even proves that yeah. it can't be done because he in the marathon he should be running a lot quicker than he should be up there with Kipchoge. But yeah, he he's he's maintaining shorter distance, shorter well. distance. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's interesting to know Kipchoge done it. He yeah. and in his younger days he was a uh, absolute uh, brilliant. 5,000 meters, 10,000 meter runner. So he's kind of changed over, but there's few and far between that can do that, the range of, of, of distances. So you've almost, you're carving a niche for yourself in sort of that, that, that age, in the age bracket. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's just opened up a new, uh, yeah. uh, a challenge for me. And I have to make sure it's fun because mm. I end up burning myself out if I didn't watch myself. So yeah. I have to enjoy it, but I enjoy having a go at it. And yeah. as I say, I'll have a go at it on Sunday and hopefully it comes off. But if it isn't, it's not the end of the world, you know, so yeah, it's the way it is. You said something earlier that got me really curious. You said you run how you feel that, yeah. that's yeah. during your training. Yeah. So you literally just get up, go out for a run, see yeah. how it feels. Yeah, basically I'll go out, do a steady run in the morning and then I'll do a steady run in the evening, but yeah. evening time, uh, your your muscles are all more warmed up. So maybe on a, a Thursday or something, I go out and go, oh, I feel good. So I'll just put in a real tough session. Mm. And then I'll go out on Friday and go, oh, that, that took a lot out of me there that Thursday. So I'll just sure. back off and just go easy again. It's just getting the feel of your body and, and what it's telling you and mm -hmm. kind of relating to that in your training. And I know for a fact that if I go on the track and go flat out as hard as I can go on the track for two days afterwards, I'd be struggling, you know? Yeah. But that's what I need to do when I, I get the marathon out of the road is do that kind of training. So it's a matter of listening to your body. 
So for the long distance, are you not planning anything other than the days you're going to run and you just go out and see what happens? Or are you planning, I'll do a bit of speed work this day, I'll do distance this day? No, as I say, I go out and I just go run to how I feel and I'll put the miles in. Yeah. The, the, for the marathon, I put the miles in, get the miles in, over 100 mile a week, 120 mile a week, okay. you know, that type of thing. And get them miles in, get the body used to that kind of miles and that kind of training. And you, I kind of have to think uh, machine-wise, you had to kind of get fluent. The biomechanics uh, yeah, going on. Yeah, and everything. So you had to get them miles done. Yeah. And that's that's the thing about Martin. And that's the thing I enjoy most is, is training for a marathon because mm. you're not putting yourself under too much stress. You're going out, okay, you're, you're taking more time to train over the over the whole week. But you enjoy at the end it. of the day, you go out and enjoy it. You're still looking over the hedges and stuff yeah. like that there. So <laughs> See what's going on. Yeah. Do, you, do you go out and run country roads? Yeah, try and get I, out of, I, yeah. I run on my own most of the yeah. time. Uh, me and uh, my son and a couple of other guys maybe run a long run on a Sunday. Yeah, but uh, usually it's mostly on my own. Just put the shoes on and away you go out the door. Yeah, I've always been a bit more of a solo trainer. Yeah, almost sometimes. Some, sometimes I like really like running with people. Other times I resent them either yeah. because they're pushing me too hard. Yeah, yeah. or your weight, or your weight. Well, yeah. Usually I'm trailing behind somebody. That's usually the case. But yeah, if you're on your own, I think you can enjoy it more in a different. A I different think you way. can as well. The other thing too, I I love cycling as well. I mm. enjoy cycling so. Uh, my brother's really into cycling. When I go out with him, we're kind of, if we go out on the mountain bikes, we're throwing bikes over uh, gates and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not training hard enough, but that's the competitive, mm -hmm. competitiveness in me that wants to train really hard all the time when I'm so used to it. And uh, yeah. that's the problem with me, never um, trying to like taper down for this marathon. And I'm trying to rein myself in. Like I'm used to big miles and now I'm, have to drop the miles, mm -hmm. run a lot slower, and it's really tough for me to kind of get taper. that in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I've no, I've no problem tapering. I do a long <laughs> run, and then I put my feet up for nearly two, nearly two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, that's the way it is. What, what do you think about when you're, when you're running, when you're in a, when you're in a race? Do you like in I, a marathon distance? Do you zone out, or you just pace, 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 pace? Uh, well, you kind of have to shut off for the first half at least. Yeah, and get the miles in. I watch the Tour de France and all the rest, and them guys, they just they just pedal along till about 30 k's to go, and then absolutely flat out. So that's the problem with the marathon. You're just get the miles in. Yeah. And then when it comes to racing, it's the last six, eight miles. Yeah. Switch on the brain. Yeah, right, start. I'm ready to go. Shift and hopefully, hopefully shift you, gear. Hopefully, you have yeah. some uh, energy left. You know, when you go switch on, let it go. Well, there's nothing there. Then you're in bar. <laughs> do you ever, do you ever mentally shift gear? Because I've done this when I've been running, and I'm like, I need to speed up. I'll like, uh, I'll do a little movement with my hand as if I'm literally as if I'm changing gear. Uh, and it, it, as as I'm trying to like mentally get myself into the right place, I like, and then I'll I'll just go. Yeah. No. Well, uh, uh, mentally, it's uh, yeah. There's a switch in the head. Yeah. You just flick that switch. Right, go. Turn on, on the turn on yeah. the extra tank. Yeah. That was the turbo was switch. Yeah. You talked about biomechanics. Yeah. Have you have you consciously had to change how you run over the years? No. Uh, I just run to how like as I say the the thing the thing I think about is I've seen so many people 
with uh, you know bad style of running, mm -hmm. but still covering the ground really fast. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think it's that important. Did you settle into like your own unique, yeah, you know, cadence yeah. and yeah. form? Right. Now the thing is, I'm just coming back from physio today, and I'm just experimenting with my shoulders because yeah. my shoulders are always tense and all. So I've got physio done on my shoulders to see if I can relax my shoulders to see if I could improve yeah, sure. that ways. So that's something new to me that I'm experimenting with to see if it helps me any better than 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 when I'm not at the physio. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Here's a here's a question. Um, I would I would I would always say anybody can run if you really want to. Anybody can run. Yeah. Distance. Do you think that's true, or do you think some people can do it Definitely and some people true. can't? Uh, well, people again comes down to the styles of runner and stuff like that there people are more fluent but uh anybody can run and uh it doesn't matter about pace or anything uh it's again it's going out and enjoying them and talking to other people and improving that way there's so many people that don't know they're good runners until they take it up mm. and the same with as again with any sport at all they don't know they're any good until they take it up and it's like golf or anything. You try gotta it. try it. Try it. Yeah. yeah. We talked a little bit there about Shane Donnelly. Yeah. Shane's the guy I ran the more two day marathon with last year. Yeah. He's a lot better than me. I was wrecked. Uh, but he has a story like that. He didn't run. Yeah. And then one day he did, I can't remember the exact reason, but one day he just decided he's going to try running. And yeah. he put on a, put a pair of shoes, went out and did four miles and thought, oh, that was all right. I went out and did like eight miles or whatever it was the next day. Yeah. Just like it's like a natural ability, just you just didn't know it was that's correct. Was there. And there's so many people yeah. out there that, that don't know it, and it's unbelievable. Like, as I say, like to get into like couch to 5k and stuff like mm -hmm. that, there's so many people just going, Oh, I'm not too bad at this. And next thing yeah. it takes off, and next thing they're in a, a, a elite uh, club, you know, counting, scoring, <laughs> and teams and stuff like that. Yeah. There, take it nice and steady at the start and say, Yeah run maybe three times a week and see how you go for you know four or five weeks six weeks type of thing and see how you go and the the hardest part is getting through the first couple of weeks uh because the body doesn't know what's happening here then one minute you're sitting watching tv and next minute you're right <laughs> using up your muscles and stop hurting your muscles you haven't done this your entire <laughs> life why are you running yeah that's <laughs> correct but there's a, there's a guy uh i know with I knew him for years and he never ran at all. And next thing he's out doing ultra running mm -hmm. and unbelievable. And I only ran with him recently, like in a half marathon in Shane's Castle. And he's running the six and a half minute mile. And I'm going, <laughs> my God, what he came from, you know, he enjoyed his food more yeah. than, than anything else. And, and now he's out and out running six and a half minute mile. <laughs> I, I, I'm jealous of people like that. Cause I've been, I mean, I've been running for, I don't know, over, over 10 years now, and I've never found it easy. I've, no. so, sometimes, it's, I've always kind of had to work to, to work at it Yeah, I, I've, to get any kind of pace, but that's, yeah, it's amazing. But Try it, running, you might be amazing <laughs> at it. <laughs> we'll spend just another couple of minutes, just we'll go back to the, the, the race on the, the, yeah. the attempt on, on, on yeah. Sunday. I think we'll finish up with that. So we're obviously in a situation where lots of stuff's being canceled, lots of races yeah. are being postponed. Yeah. Your world record attempt on Sunday, how how how's that managed to, to go ahead? What's gone into uh, that? Uh, well, as I say, I've been training really hard for it, and I, I thought 
every marathon that I entered this year has been cancelled. Even Valencia, which is now an elite, elite race. Glenn uh, talked to me about this race coming up uh, way back about six weeks ago, and I was going, well, yeah, I'll do it. I'm definitely interested in doing it. I'll do a marathon anywhere or everywhere. Then I got a text from Glenn on Tuesday saying, uh, sorry, Tommy, the marathon's cancelled. So I was absolutely got it, but what do you do? Because the, there's not much you can do. I'd done all my training and all the rest. So I thought I'd give him a call anyway. And I gave him a call and we talked. And the next thing he says, let's go with it. Let's <laughs> have a go at it. Well, let, let's have a crack at it. I'm really delighted. And it's working out really well for the whole thing because there's, there's uh, five guys, six guys that's going the full distance. There's, you uh, all around to your thirty, so we can so help each other. You've got a lot of pacers, yeah, or, 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 or competition runners. We see yeah, competition yeah. and pacers as well, because uh, a few of the guys from my club are running as pacers as well. So that'll help the guys that are mm-hmm. trying to run under two years thirty. So there's just going to be a, a, about ten runners altogether. Yeah. So there's not going to be uh, we'll not be lapping any runners. Uh, the drinks will be set up uh, just and they won't be messed about with. Um, and the pace will be controlled for the first, you know, 16, 17, 18 mile. Then whatever happens after that is up to everybody to see how, how well they can run the last six, seven, eight mile. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So you you will see the, the, the guys also running a little bit as come. The competition. Course, yeah. Do you get do you get uh do you get a boost when you're when you're going and you're seeing guys that you know half your age drop drop dropping out? Um, or do you do you want to keep them going and there's a bit more of a, a competition? That's a good question. Um, do, you, do you like to wipe them out or be head to head to the end? <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Uh, well, I'm competitive, so I don't really think too much about. Uh, you know, catching people in marathons and stuff like that there. I'm going to what my pace, what my head tells me, what my legs tell me. And if I'm catching people, I'm catching people. Uh, but I will risk the risk and I will try mm-hmm. and won the risk. So uh, I will try and help the guys as well. If they want to run under 230, stick with me. <laughs> Uh, and that's about it. It's just every man for himself in the last six, seven, eight mile. Gwen Grant, who set this up, who runs championship, was my former ICT teacher. So in some ways, you can blame him for the fact that I'm working in sort of technology-related industry today. I think it's a very good uh, industry to work in, definitely. <laughs> and uh, as well as that, it's very popular. Uh, you know, like your YouTube and everything is very popular for runners and stuff and getting inspiration. Uh, so definitely, it's a good place to work. Mm-hmm. Glenn helped me out when he was my teacher, uh, teach me ICT. He, I'll not say exactly how he helped me out because I'm not sure he was supposed to as a teacher, but uh, he helped me get a good grade. Uh, he helped me get not a terrible grade when perhaps I deserved a little bit less. So at the time, he said he owed me. This is over 20 years later, so I need to say <laughs> lots of good things about championship and how how great they are. He's going to want me to cut that. Cut that out. Yeah. So on Sunday, it's marathon distance at Down Down Royal. Yeah. So it'll be in the kind of on Asphalt. Uh, yeah. And the 
laps of uh, 14 and a half laps of uh, a, a loop, mm-hmm. which I've already run in the half marathon and the 10K. So I know it very well. And I think it's, it's a good enough course because there's no sharp turns. Well, there's one sharp turn at the very start. Mm-hmm. And after that, there's uh, 14 big loops. So there's no real sharp turns, which is good. And there's a bit of hedge there for shelter as well. But the, hopefully the, the pacing, pacers will do a good job as well to hide yeah. in behind them. And uh, it's, a, it's a good enough course. So it'll just be like uh, the London Marathon type course where it's, it's, I think it's nearly two, two mile round the course. So uh, it should be good. It's just getting into, into the groove and going for it. It'll be familiar to you by the time you're here. Definitely be very familiar to me, <laughs> definitely. But uh, I thought the, the maze, uh, course was uh, very out in the open, so mm. it would more wind. Winds, yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that it would be affected by the winds. So this one, I think, won't be affected as much. And I do like the course. Uh, I think it's a pretty good course. So uh, hopefully it goes well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, Tommy. <clears throat> Pleasure talking to you. Absolute yeah. best of luck on Thank Sunday. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be watching to see when the results come out. Yeah. Pretty confident you're going to do it. You've got 11 well, world records again, so far. Uh, a marathon is a, a, an event that you don't know yeah. on the day how it's going yeah. to pan out. And it's because it's 26.2 mile. It's because of the pace that you're running it at. You could crack at any stage at all. Mm. And the wheels could come off as they say. You just don't know. I've trained hard for it, and I'm just hoping everything comes together on the day. So, yeah. fingers crossed. What, what part of it are you most concerned about? What kind of distance do you start? Will you start to think mm, this is where things could start to I, turn? I, I think it should be okay, uh, but I know how when it goes wrong, it can go wrong in a big way. So, yeah. even the elite, as the elite, it can. It happened to Kipchoge uh, at the London Marathon when he was nailed on winner. Mm. And you know the story there. It's happened to Chepta guy in the half marathon, nailed on winner last, last weekend. He didn't want it. So anything's possible on the day, but if you try and prepare yourself right, yeah. get the start run right and go for it and just hope on the day that everything clicks, that's all you can do. Yeah. So you're optimistic realist. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we'll, we'll we'll finish up there. So Tommy, yeah, I could probably sit and chat away chat away to you about running for for ages, but uh, I'll have to let you get on and get some of your hundred miles. Yeah. Well, as I say, this is this week's my tapering week, so yeah. I'm chilling out and watching the uh, Tour of Italy and Tour of Spain on the on the on the mm. iPad. So. Uh, enjoying it. So you're tra- your training. Your training today is uh, sitting back and re- sitting back course. relaxing. Yeah, yeah. I've done my big miles, and uh, this is a matter of tapering down, and hopefully everything comes together on the day. But you never know. We'll see how it goes. But I'm hoping everything comes together. Okay. Well, best of luck on Sunday, and uh, absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Okay. Right. It has now been several days since Tommy's world record attempt, so I can give you the results. Okay, it was after two records. He was trying to beat the over 60s world record, uh, which stood at, I think it was 236, and he also was trying to be the first person to run under 230 uh, for the last five decades. Well, I can tell you that he 
beat the world record. In fact, he smashed it. He knocks six minutes off it, which is just unbelievable. But absolutely gutting for Tommy. He finished in two hours, 30 minutes, and two seconds. Ugh. So he just missed the record for running, you know, uh, for running a marathon under 230 in every... Oh, this is a really complicated <laughs> record. He, he missed it by three seconds. Missed it by three seconds. The record he was going for was to be the first person to have run a sub 230, uh, two hour, 30 minutes marathon for the last five decades. And he missed it by three seconds. But it was an unbelievably windy day. So he definitely got it in him. I think he's going to go back in the future. And when he does, we wish him the best of luck too. I think that'll be like his 13th world record. So yeah, well done, Tommy. So, thanks for listening to People I Met on the Internet. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A little bit more about me. Uh, I am a commercial filmmaker from Northern Ireland, and I also run a YouTube channel where I make videos about running, hence this connection, um, and the outdoors and technology. Through my work and through my YouTube channel, I've had the pleasure of meeting a very wide variety of people with interesting stories or interesting jobs, and I thought I'd like to have conversations with these people and why not, while I'm at it, share them with the world. So that's where this podcast came from. So, yeah, there's going to be a very, very wide variety of conversations on here, even if you look back over the last four episodes. So if you want to hear, so if you want to blah, 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 I'm just, you know what, I'm just leaving all these mistakes in. So if you want to hear conversations like that with a wide variety of people, feel free to subscribe. If you want to follow any of my other work online, you can find me on Instagram, Stephen J. Reid, or look me up on YouTube channel, Stephen J. Reid as well. But hope you enjoyed and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.